you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. At Metro by T-Mobile, there's not a yada yada. That means no contracts, no price hikes, and no surprises. We don't even hide what the lawyers make us say. We put it first. When we say no price hikes, we mean when you join Metro, your price will never increase for talk, text, and smartphone data. Our only exclusions are for limited time promos, free charges, and third-party services. Not a yada, not a yada yada, not a yada, not a yada yada. Nada yada yada means wireless without the gotcha. Only at Metro. Welcome back, niggas and friends, to another journey into insanity. My name is Heidi, Heidi in Closet. <laughs> and I am Eartha Kit, and this is The Read. Thanks for coming back. <laughs> Thank you for joining us yet again for another moment. Well, it is May the 31st. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, it's almost Pride Month. Oh, Lord. And uh, slash summer, which means a lot of y'all are right on the bridge of my nerves. Wait, what happened? So, <laughs> oh, because, you know, this is June is when everyone shows out. Oh, yeah. Well, that is true. It is time. It's Pride. And so it's like that's super, super aggressive because it's like shirtless, leather harness, wearing butt-naked weekends all across the nation oh, yeah. pretty much every weekend of yeah. June. Um, and then, you know, it's also, hopefully, I don't know what reality we're in, but the time where, you know, the song comes out and it's like, hey, girl, <laughs> it's me, I'm back. Yeah. You know? And that leads a lot of folks to wanting to get naked, cheat on their partners, get pregnant. And so, you know, it's just, it's like, I usually around this time, Memorial Day weekend. And you got to remember, I'm from Miami. Oh, yeah. Where Memorial Day weekend is where people go to die. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, So, like, I've always braced myself come, like, May 15th, May 20th. Um. Sizzle. Sizzle was always that same weekend, oh, yes. too. I'm sure they still do Sizzle, too. So it's just like, like I am accustomed to this being the, the time of the year when, where the girls go crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been going crazy in a different way. So, you know, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Would you like to tell the girls how your week has been and how your... Uh, Emotionally and spiritually flourishing. <laughs> well, actually, I have a little cold, which you may be able to hear. Um, soon as I got I back like from my old cards in the other room, by the way, so we won't do that to them. Oh no, I enjoyed it so much. It what was her name? Not Jubilee. She was 
um, that was, you know, so fun and really nourishing to my spirit. But um, I, yeah, I'm actually doing pretty well. Um, I just got back from Paris and Beyonce really changed my life once again with this tour. Um, this, I, I, I will, I'll talk about it later, but it was just uh, truly incredible. I had, yeah. I, I mean, it was everything I thought it would be. And more, I fully got every last inch of my life. Um, and I love Paris, you know, me and the Parisians get along pretty well. And yeah, it was nice. And it's just so, it's so fucking nice to not be in school right now. Like this break from school, I am truly cherishing every second of it. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I'm feeling pretty good. What about you? That's gorgeous. Um, and I love it when people get to enjoy beautiful things like Beyonce and I don't. Um, so, I for mean, me... I you absolutely... I'm, I'm joking. I was about to I'm say, joking. don't do this. Jade, no, Jade literally did the same thing. And I was like, everybody needs to take it up with Bobby, okay? Because Bobby is the one who organized the trip. So... <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. So now, see, I didn't even know that. I thought that you took it upon yourself and was like, oh, I should go see Beyonce in Paris. And then you did that. No. And then there were some other people that did it. Oh, wow. So no. all of you are actually going to hell. Dude, I'm glad to know that. <laughs> All right. Well, me personally, nothing. I've mostly been um, in this California king bed. No, I've been literally in a bed watching a computer animated web series called Ruby, uh, playing copious amounts of video games, (laughs) particularly The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom of Hyrule. And I'm just going to pull over for a moment and say, work me out, Zelda. Okay. This game, I'm obsessed. (laughs) It is just so cozy. Is it? Never mind. I was going to do it. Okay. It was just too, it was right there. It's too easy. It would have been a dad joke. And I'm like, no. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so cozy. I finally did my first uh, temple. I did oh, the, the shrine. Temple. Oh, no. Yeah. The, um, like the boss in like the region or like a, yeah, okay, okay. The big, oh, you killed the snow roach. Boss. <laughs> Yes, I killed the snow roach. Wasn't it horrific? Didn't it look exactly like I said it would? It was very ugly. It was. <laughs> it was, it was... <laughs> Have you seen the hands? The arms that rise up from the ground and choke the life out of you? Those are also terrifying. <laughs> now, I saw those as soon as I touched down because you can go get the Hylian shield, like the, yeah, like the, the good one. Mm-hmm. iconic yeah. Zelda shield. Mm-hmm. Like, right at the beginning, it's over in the docks. And so I was like, oh, oh like castle. let me go to the docks. Yeah, okay. underneath the castle. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, let me go get the best shield. Although I have not used it, and I likely will not use it mm-hmm. until, like, the end of the game anyway. But I have it, and that's all that matters. It is true. It's it. very true. And so I went over there to go find them. And... Once I got there, I'm like, oh, this is cute. It's like right up there. No problem. And then I just see these demonic hands come out of the ground and have <laughs> eyes in their palms. Yes. 
and they're so fast. They are. They you. I can't outrun them, and I don't. And know they how to, literally <laughs> choke the light out. They of do. I, life out of. I you. don't know how to murder them either. So I just warp away every time I see them, niggas. Like mm-mm, not doing the that. best thing that you can do. They can't climb things. Oh, okay. So like, if you get a. a above them somewhere where they can't reach then you'll be fine but then you also have to find a way to get away from wherever you just climbed right I mean and you have to do it very quickly because very very they're so fast they rise up from the ground and then they're like choking the life out of you three (laughs) seconds later it do not take them bitches long at all it's and it doesn't horrifying like nothing stops them from seeing you yeah 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 there's nothing there's no amount of like stealth armor, stealth elixirs, like nothing will stop them, niggas. Is they see you, they hear you, and they're going to murder you. They're so scary. I like that though. I like the feeling of of being like, oh, I I'm I'm not built for this. I can't go up against this right now. I have to just run. Yep. <laughs> That's me. That's fun. It adds to like the Mm-mm. spontaneity of the game, which no, I really like. Horrific. Um, so but man, it is just so peaceful and cozy and such a nice time. And it's, yeah, it's, it's giving me the feels, the good ones. Yeah. Um, I love Hyrule. I finally found Hestu. Um, and at, I don't know. I still ain't seen that nigga. I found about five, ten of his, uh, he's like homies. up the road from one of the stables. Um, I've only found one of those. Oh, okay. Well, Finally found that nigga. At that point, I had like 70 Korok seeds, so. I have maybe nine. What? <laughs> You're not picking nobody up and sending them back to their friend, huh? I've done that twice. <laughs> After like a while, it's like CD. Like, girl, y'all, y'all got to stop getting so drunk. Like, this is irresponsible. <laughs> how y'all just, how you stay losing your nigga? Like, y'all ain't got GPS? What? So now I have to build you a Chevy Suburban right. so that you can get to your fucking home. Bo- like, no. Your backpack is too heavy. Through. Then take some shit out of it. Like, duh, <laughs> dummy. Like, even I have to drop things when I have too much. Like, like what makes hello? you think Hello? So, yeah. Girl, please. Gotta no, turn I'm my really ultra hand on and then carry you back to your homegirl. And of course, taking you back to your homegirl means me coming across a gang of monster niggas that I then have to put you down somewhere safe and kill all these niggas. You not finna help. I gotta murder it all these niggas. It feels like niggas. a copious amount of works for one scene. It, no, it's two. They give you two. Oh, okay. That's probably why I have nine. <laughs> Half of those came from the two times you helped them niggas yeah. cross the river. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. started just marking um, the map with like a little symbol like Here's somebody to help out when you're bored. <laughs> right. I'm not that's doing exactly that right now. what that is for. That is exactly what that's for. So that's been giving me um, some semblance of peace. But I'm struggling. And um, we'll see. Mm. You know, we'll see what happens next. Because I have no idea. I've just, like, given up. I'm like, hey, girl. Whichever way the current goes, I feel like is where I'm going with it. So, um, on that note, 
I also uh, am approaching today's episode a little haphazardly in just the sense that, like, imagine that this episode, imagine that most of our episodes um, take nuts and bolts and and mm-hmm. blow torching and glass work and all of that oh, stuff. Yeah. Today, I've got an Elmer's glue stick. Okay, classic. I've got a safety pin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have some hubba bubba bubble gum. <laughs> and that is what we are doing this That's morning. That's fine. That's fine. Um, we're going to just breeze through and wrap this girly up. Okay. Nice in a succinct manner, uh, <laughs> because that's what I need. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm a Girl Scout, so I can make a tent out of that, and we can work together, and it'll be just fine. Great. <laughs> All right, so let's start with some Black Excellence. Black Excellence today, moving to two um, musical slash theater esque. Niggas, I don't know if that even works. I just tried to link them together. So the first one um, is going to be Jordan E. Cooper, who is reportedly the youngest Black playwright in the history of Broadway and has just earned six Tony nominations, including Best Actor and Best Play for the play Ain't No Mo. He's, I believe, 27 years old um, and is making quakes and shakes in the realm of theater. He said, thank you to community who rallied and lifted this thing up, even when people wouldn't see its worth. Don't give up on what you believe to be so. Congratulations, Jordan. Yeah. On your history and your nominations. Good luck at the awards. Wear something sharp. Mm. Yes. And also... Did I see Ain't No More? Black- I did. I did you see Ain't No More. You did see Ain't Ain't No, no More. You told me you saw it. I did. I did see it. Congratulations, Jordan. You had me cackling. Um, I haven't seen it yet. So, mm-hmm. sorry, Jordan. But I'm sure it's awesome. It is. All right. Um. Also, Halle Bailey. Period. <laughs> The Little Mermaid. I think I saw... So it surpassed like 117, 118 million its opening weekend. Damn. I think it's at like 130 domestic right now. Mm. She got my money. So... Oh, she definitely got mine twice. So... um, Congratulations to... Hallie and everyone over at the Little Mermaid team mm-hmm. on your opening weekend. Um, trying to figure out how I want to split this. I'm probably going to talk. Yeah, we can go into pop culture here and then I'll talk about the movie. Okay. And then I'll save some of it for the end. Okay. All right. So this week in Hot Tops, The Little Mermaid Trade. I'm going to start by talking about this film. So I saw it Thursday night. Didn't waste any time. Yeah. Oh, Little Mermaid spoilers, obviously, ahead. <laughs> obviously. What? Like, because um, we're talking about the movie. So I'm just telling people, like, hey, girl, Little Mermaid spoilers. <laughs> it is widely the same film as the Disney uh, uh, original. 
I completely forgot that very important aspect. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, right. I said that like nobody's ever seen The Little Mermaid and niggas don't know how it goes. <laughs> I mean, sometimes shot for shot, line for line. You know what? No, that's true. So you know what? Listen, my, my brain is off, okay? It's summer, so sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> Continue. Um, And not all of it is the same. They took some liberties. And... Yeah, they did. Made a couple of little changes, which again, I'll talk about. But what I do want to say is that I quite enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I think I would give it on a day when I'm in a good mood, I'd probably give it an eight. On any other day, I'd probably give it like a (laughs) 7.5. I really liked it. And I think, no, I know most of that is owed to Hallie. Absolutely. She just... Like, (laughs) that girl... She is so great. So so good. Was so good in the role. I just feel like she was just carrying. Like, her performances vocally and, like, the singing was great. I thought her acting was great. I really loved her version of the character. I I love... I also just think mermaids are fun to look at. They're just majestic and beautiful and fun and great and pretty and fantastic. Yeah. And so, seeing this gorgeous black girl and these red dreadlocks just flipping around in the water... Mm -hmm to sounds and score that I'm familiar with. And I, I just really enjoyed what she brought to the, to the story and how they adapted it for her specifically. I liked her. Um, what's the word? I liked her chemistry with the Eric, even though Eric could have got like a haircut or something. Eric just seemed a little... <laughs> He's there. But you know, the movie is not really he about that play. nigga. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get that. He didn't give me the ooh, ooh, ah, ah sensation. But... But the two of them were quite cute together. Like... Yes. No, absolutely. They made they it work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I really... I did enjoy it. I walked away from it, like, really pleased with the Thomas. But as I said, I loved the sisters... Um, not enough of the sisters especially my girl Tamika like yeah they served like (laughs) oh my goodness like I would absolutely watch a spinoff with them sisters in it or some shit like that because they uh, they were just so gorgeous we didn't get enough of them Uh, obviously Javier Bardem is a great King Triton Melissa McCarthy did her best oh Um, I thought she was good (laughs) I loved our Ursula. Um, what about Sebastian? Yeah, I said I would get to some of it. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, yeah, I enjoyed it. Like mm-hmm. I thought, like um, it was it was a lot of fun. It's probably like I actually realized. They've done a lot of live-action remakes over the years. And I think I've only seen two. Hmm. Really? This one and Lion King. Oh, wow. Because I haven't seen that Cinderella. I haven't seen that Beauty and the Beast. I did not watch Mulan. I haven't seen um, Dumbo, uh, Lady and the Tramp. Wow. 
I did not watch Aladdin. Oh, I did. It wasn't great. <laughs> That's why he was mad. <laughs> well, no, he's mad because he hasn't worked since. Oh, well. I mean, but also, like, this was genuinely a a good adaptation. Like, the, I felt like this was very well done, and I really appreciated the tweaks that they made to the story, the ways that it differs from the original. I felt like it was very well done. I agree. I felt like for... In remakes, requels, reboots, whatever you want to re-it, um, a lot of the times the choices that they make to individualize their stories, the liberties they take are kind of like, I don't know. But I agree. In this one, like the things that they made or like the choices that they made to um, make the story different, uh, I didn't mind. And those would be maybe spoilers, mm. right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think overall, I truly just enjoyed watching Halle Bailey swim around with a mermaid's tail. And then even in scenes where she couldn't speak, she was the loudest. That girl is a superstar. She really is. And she's about to have Christmas ate up as well in the color purple. (sighs) I can't stand harder. (laughs) She is... So at the theater that I went to, the previews, not even previews, before they got to the previews, they run like other ads. And yeah. one of the videos they showed was... We come to the theater for magic. <laughs> for... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Literally those type of things. And so it was like a kind of like a behind the scenes things where the um, director was talking about how he saw Chloe and Hallie performing at the Grammys or something and was like, that little one. Tell her to call me. <laughs> tell yeah. her Tell her as soon as this show is over to come audition for Little Mermaid. And he said that nobody's audition could compare to hers. Like, he heard her voice he and he was that like, that is it. <laughs> I'm not shocked. And every interview with the cast, they're all like, bitch, I fucking wept when I heard part of your world for the first time. Like, the... <sighs> Didn't she just perform it at Disney or something? Or was that the so... world premiere? She, um... Ooh, was it at Disney? Probably like she's been Disney. she's been working on the rollout for this for months. She has been promoting this movie for a long time, and she has she been just everywhere. Sang it live somewhere. Yeah, she did, but I don't. Maybe it was American Idol or something. No, I don't think it was American Idol. I don't remember. But then again, it could be. It might. Isn't American Idol on ABC? Yeah. And you know, oh wait, no, American Idol is a Fox show. Is it? Oh damn, you're right. I it think is. So. So maybe it girl, wasn't. Maybe it the was. The girl uh, sang the damn song live like two, three days ago, and people were in. They were under the sea Nashing of their tears. Teeth. Yes, nobody could take it, and she is just so good. Like the voice yeah. aside, she was great as Ariel. I never felt like, oh, this is you know just some singer trying to make it in movies. You know, everybody trying to cross over and do multiple things. Like, no, that little girl is talented. Sang her ass off talented. and acted her ass off. It was good. It was gen- I was genuinely into it. So let me it. say this, right? Actually, all right. So one of the things that she did in this movie, and I'm not a singer, I'm not like, fine, whatever. But in a musical, right? Mm-hmm. For me, one thing I think about all the time is when you're singing these songs, You're not just singing a song. Yeah. They're conversations. They're monologues. 
their dialogue, their talk, their exposition. Yeah. So it's like you're not just performing at a club or at some venue or something like that or just doing a cover of the song. Mm-hmm. You're actually giving information and and you're conversing with another character, right? So I feel like a lot of performance, not even just in this film, but in musical adaptations and remakes and stuff like that lately, it feels like some people forget that. Mm. Halle Bailey did not. No, she did not. In her songs, it's like she knows when to sing her ass off. She knows when a line should sound more like a line. She knows when this should be more like when the tone or inflection should sound like this because she still is talking to a fish about (laughs) wanting to move. You know what I mean? Like she's just, she's not just doing a song from the 90s. Yeah. So she just, she, uh, I, she delivered. Yep. On she really the did aspect of this. Um, you know, Ursula. Um, I really, I really, Ursula. I really <laughs> like Melissa McCarthy. I really like Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> and um, I feel like she did the very best that she could damn, to damn. bring this character to life. Um. God bless her. So what was missing for you for for Ursula? A confidence. Damn. A sex appeal. Um like that like nice, nasty cuntiness of a person that mm. you like you're kind of intimidated by, but you also kind of want them to like you, but it's kind of evident that they're never going to. Like Drag. Okay, okay. And not not that at its core and not that, because I see like a lot of people are trying to make it like that's the point because Ursula was based on Divine and all that. It's not just that. There's just like personality notes about Ursula that make her likable that it feels like they were reaching for here but didn't fully get. Mm. Um, and that's fine too because it's an adaptation. Like yeah. this Ursula could have been more mm-hmm. uh, you know, focused on revenge rather than being like a diva with her arms and back out and whatever else like that. Like if that's what they wanted to do, yeah. maybe. But like it just didn't serve for me the I already talked about the performance of poor unfortunate souls and how it's damn near impossible to live up to Pat Carroll's mm-hmm. uh version of it. But it was like she wasn't bad, yeah, at all to me. Like I didn't dislike her, mm-hmm. um, like the bird and the crab. But it also didn't, you know, serve. It didn't move me. you, yeah. Especially like, like I honestly, Halle Bailey had this movie in both her arms and Absolutely. her fins, Absolutely. dreads, <laughs> lashes, her her seashell brazier or whatever. Top is made up in this movie. <laughs> Scales, I guess. Like she served. Yeah. Served. And a lot of other people were good. Some other people were really good. Some people, you know, were not my favorite. Um, I, but I really enjoyed my time at the theater. I'm yeah. tired of the movies. I did too. I'm actually I'm gonna go watch it again. I was just about to say I'm taking Noah tomorrow. So yeah, uh, I will be uh, and we going with our aerial dolls and we will fully be watching this once again. Um, but okay, I see what you're saying about Ursula. She's definitely less like 
Like, uh, you know, Ursula, Ursula really wanted that dick <laughs> in the original one. And this Ursula, what? I felt like the original Ursula, she wanted some dick real bad. Eric? Yeah, Eric's dick. Yeah, any dick. I felt like she was much more sexual. Um, and she had much more of like a a sexual energy and her her reasoning behind like going up there and everything. It was more like to take Eric away. Whereas in this adaptation, it's more like getting back at my brother. That was a spoiler. Oh, I don't think that. Um, Sorry, guys. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I never got like I. I got this. Okay, so in the original, it's still. It didn't feel to me like she actually wanted Eric. It was just like, oh no, this girl is getting too close. Mm. I have to go and make this nigga fall in love with the baddest bitch alive to stop that. It really, to me, okay. it felt like her in the original, at least because, you know, Hans Christian Anderson or whatever. I'm not talking about that one. Yeah, <laughs> nobody, like, nobody is ever talking about the, that original. The Disney fairy tale. original. Right. <laughs> like, it still felt to me that she was trying to get revenge on the king and trying to mm-hmm. rule the sea. Okay. And Ariel was just getting a little too far along in that plan. Mm. Which they do the same scene where she's like, oh shit. Oh, I didn't realize all this. It's getting way too close for comfort. I gotta do something else. And then she turned to a badass brunette. Um, but what I mean about like the sexy is just that like I feel like when you first see Ursula, she's like in the mirror putting on lipstick. This or is what I'm like saying. That. Like adjusting her titties and shaking, like moving her ass back and, and like forth. Shaking. Right. Yeah, she's just like, but it didn't give me like, I want dick. It just gave me like, I'm really confident mm, okay. in my sexy. And even says to her at one point, like, don't underestimate the importance of body language, which I was kind of tight that they took out of the original. Yeah, they... I mean, they took out the, of the, the remake. Yeah, they, they took out a lot of that out of, of those kind of references. That whole verse, yeah. that whole verse where she says that, where she's talking about how men prefer women to not speak anyway. Right. And they don't, they, like the woman who holds her, the girl who holds her tongue can get the man or whatever yeah. like that. I was so mad they took that out. That was one of the main things that they was going to redo because it sends a horrible message. But she, but that's the thing. She's a witch, bro. Like she's trying <laughs> to give you, like my nigga, she's, she's tricking her. She's a witch, she's bro. Tr- <laughs> like, but, like she's giving her false advice intentionally. She's trying to yeah. fool her mind with nonsense. She's a, a villain. So like, I mean, I never <laughs> took it as like her actually believing in that so much as her just being like, yeah, no, speaking to misogyny. Absolutely. And the fact that he didn't even try to like remake it lyrically in a way that could speak to that mm-hmm. maybe better. They were just like, nah, we're just going to snatch it out. Yeah. I was disappointed. Well, I felt like, I see what you're saying, but I felt like this Ariel would have heard, oh, men up there don't like girls who talk and been like, okay, well, fuck him then. Like, I feel like this Ariel would not have wanted to mm. to give up her voice because a man don't want to hear it. You know, like I feel like Hallie's Ariel would have been like, OK, well, then I'll go somewhere else. Like, I don't have time for that. Mm. I got dingle hoppers and doodleberries and whatever else. Like, you know, fine. I saved somebody's life, whatever. I'll do it again. So 
<laughs> and and I felt like so I felt like that was why they did that. They were just like, you know, in in 2023 we want to send <laughs> a different kind of message. Uh but it's also <laughs> I, <laughs> I know I'm getting nitpicky. No, it's okay. But like, it's okay. Hashtag discourse. <laughs> It's also the part in the song where, and I think I've said this already, part of what I love about Poor Unfortunate Souls is that it really speaks to the character of Ursula in, like, a full circle way. She starts off, like, very nice, nasty. She says pathetic off to the side, mm-hmm. so she, you know, to Flotsam and Jetsam so Ariel can't hear. She's just playing around. But by the time she gets to that part where she's talking about misogy- misogynistic mm-hmm. men on the, on the land... Yeah. It's like that part in the song where she begins to, like, lose her patience. <laughs> like, bitch, sign of, the like, contract. <laughs> she gets, like, way more animated. Her voice kind of gets more, mm-hmm. like, growly. She's talking faster. And she's just, like, losing her patience. And, like, girl, just sign this motherfucking contract so that I can now. steal your voice. Right. And completely destroy your daddy and rule the sea. Like, you get on my nerves. Like, <laughs> the fact that you're even in here talking to me about dick is ridiculous. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> so... Really what I- <laughs> I just like I don't know. It's like, but again, mm-hmm. I said this back when niggas were mad about Ariel being black. Oh lord, it is an adaptation. It is not a clone of an original. It is meant to have differences. And if I want to hear that version of Poor Unfortunate Souls, I can go and watch you the can. original or listen to the soundtrack mm-hmm. and hear that. That's right. That's not in that version. So it's like every little thing that they do, especially because they did a lot of lines that were the exact same, like a exact same lines. Yep. Like, a lot of it. So for, I'm not going to like take every little thing that's different and be like, man, this is like the original. It doesn't look like a cartoon fish. Like, it's not it's fucking not cartoon, to, dummy. Girl, it's not supposed to. <laughs> yeah, I, I so. appreciated the the adjustments they made. And if you are really pressed, then you can pull up Disney Plus and find them old movies. And Disney got the disclaimer that they put up now talking about listening to the All 90s. We was wilding. And we don't believe this shit no more. But here, y'all want y'all classics. So here, like, you can still do that. And good enough for me. Yeah, I just I really, really enjoyed it. And I'm looking forward to seeing it again tomorrow. Uh, and and I'm going to try to pay closer attention to Melissa. I was literally like a little kid in the theater, like clapping my hands and being so she excited. She was not bad. She was not bad. Mm-hmm. But she was like. She I would almost, I wouldn't even mind a sequel if, or some, or even like a novelization, something where we could get this version's backstory of Ursula and Triton. Mm. Because she was, she seemed more like, she had like a little bit of the Ursula-isms, but she seemed more like zeroed in on the revenge. Whereas, and I would, Go ahead. <laughs> the animated one was just like a little bit more like playful and charismatic mm-hmm. and like someone you just kind of want to go to tea with or lunch and you want her to like you and she's just not gonna. Like, I, I don't know how else to describe No, I know her. Like, exactly what you mean. It's the girl who's like social, but she's just, you know, a, a step or two ahead of you and you know it and she knows it, but she'll never say it, but everybody feels it. And she's just that girl. <laughs> And that's exactly and that. she's just that. exactly she's that. just that girl and it just is that way so 
no, I get it. I get what you're saying. I just felt like this Ursula really worked with this adaptation. I would have liked to see it did. I would have liked to see even more between Ursula and King Triton. Like we got a little bit of it, but I would have loved to dive dove dived. I don't even know. More into that and um yeah. Would have loved to see more of the sisters, but it was just beautiful. Just a it really a was. truly gorgeous movie. And I found myself like looking at it like, bitch, how did y'all do that? Like, how did y'all even the the level of technology that we have available now and the things y'all can do with cameras and tricks and green screens and the like, it just blows my mind. So there's a lot of like behind the scenes stuff that they've been showing of, of them shooting on the stages and using all the different mechanisms mm-hmm. to have her float around. And yeah, obviously there's like big blue screens and green screens and stuff for them to put everything in and post. But like the whole having a live action underwater world thing has mm-hmm. been um they've been doing some decent work with that for the past couple of years especially marvel's done it we just saw it in wakanda forever with um namor oh namor. yes namor the child without love <laughs> And there's the Aquaman movie, and they've done it a couple other places. And some people, you know, are not crazy about the CGI. I'm sure it can get better. Um, but it really didn't bother me. Honestly, I just, I was looking at a beautiful, singing-ass black girl and her yep. red dreads floating around in this gorgeous tail. And I'm just like, oh. This is everything. I really loved it. I really, really Same. enjoyed it. Even when the things I did not like did not stop me <laughs> from being like, oh, I really like that when the credits were. Sebastian grew on me, but fun. I'm not Jamaican, so. <laughs> There's that, and I appreciate you for acknowledging that. <laughs> and we will get to that later. <laughs> I'll never forget playing. <laughs> when we, I think we had just finished recording. and we I just show- wrapped up. This was like two weeks ago, <laughs> two weeks maybe three. And I showed you the video and you went and played it for your mom. And she was like, immediately, no. <laughs> two seconds in, my mother was like, that's wrong. <laughs> my mother was like, that's not okay. She said, so I know turn I'm this off. Anyway, we will get anyway, to that. Congratulations crab. to Halle Bailey and everybody over at Disney on a wonderful, I mean, truly wonderful adaptation of a classic. I fully enjoyed it. Can't wait to see it again. Probably going to see it multiple times. And did you know they have another Black Spider-Man movie coming out? Yeah, like this weekend. I yes. Think this weekend. Issa's in it. Oh, my God. That bitch is in everything. She was in... um. She's in the Barbie movie too. They were showing previews. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't. This, even... She's got a crazy year coming up. I, I mean, Barbie, this Spider Man sequel, season. and she Ratchet season two. She said it, but um, I <laughs> I had no idea they had a new Spider Man coming out until I saw the preview. Really? How I don't know. How, how was I to know? <laughs> I can't believe we haven't talked about that. Mm-mm. And I remember Miles Morales from the last one, Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, you saw that. I one. did, and I really liked it. You know, I'm it was yeah. I'm selective about my comic book movies, so I was like, well, now y'all finna have me back in the damn movie. Yeah, you have to go watch it. I want to see that, and the Barbie movie. I want to see that too. <laughs> yeah, the Barbie movie looks like it's gonna it be looks a lot of fun. fun. <laughs> like. It really looks like it's going to be cute. I'm really a fan of a lot of the cameos and stuff. Yeah. Um, it reminds me a bit of um, 
life size right away. Yes. <laughs> Work, Tyra. <laughs> like, I can't help but <laughs> think of that movie. But, um, yeah, it looks really cute. And the fucking, the design, like the set design and shit of like the Barbie world. Right. Looks crazy. That first shot where she steps out of her heel and her foot is still fully it's still up like, and arched. Uh, that yeah. is art. That is art all by itself. I said, whoever that foot model is, whoever, oh, Greta Gerwig, <laughs> whoever directed this. I really, I really appreciated that. And I love the, in the um, preview that I saw, it was like, do you want to go back to your life? And this person, I, this a white woman who I kind of recognize, maybe it's Kristen Wiig. Um, but she's like, do you want to go back to your life or do you want to go to the real world? And the real world shoe is a Birkenstock. <laughs> <laughs> and Barbie was like my life. No. <laughs> oh, that was fucking um Kate McKinnon. Kate Mc Yes. <laughs> Getting my white women mixed up, but um Yeah. She was like, "No, you have to pick real life. Try again." And that Yeah, she was like, "I'm going to take those things." Yeah. I'm gonna take <laughs> that really tickled me, but when I saw Issa, I knew there was going to be something, you know, funny about it and the more that they show of like previews and clips and stuff like that, the more I'm Getting excited for this movie. And when I went to the um, the Golden Girls themed restaurant, they had like a pop-up Golden Girls restaurant here in the city a couple of months ago. Mm. And when I went to that, on the last day that it was open, the manager who was running it told me that the next iteration of this pop-up is going to be for the Barbie movie. So it'll probably be here in the next couple of weeks that they're going to have like a pop-up Barbie restaurant where you can like... Because, like, in this one, there's, like, Blanche's bedroom and you can pose on her bed and stuff like that. So, they'll probably have, like, a pink Corvette, a Barbie Corvette that you can pose in, something like that. Um, That's exciting. Yeah, and I'm That's I'm for sure going to go to that. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure they're Still doing it in like L.A. Fine. They do it all over. They do, well, all over. They do it in all the big cities. So, I'm sure they're doing it in L.A. somewhere. They're going to do so much Barbie right. in both of these places, yeah, I'm sure. For sure. <laughs> so, so, but yes, I, I'm looking forward to those I just want an East of Barbie. Please, please. Come on, Mattel. Y'all should put out a, a Barbie for all of the girls who are playing Barbie. Like, why shouldn't they yeah, have no, Barbies? Issa deserves. <laughs> and I deserve it. It just makes sense, right? <laughs> yeah, They're all really not does. like so. Yeah. So, but I, I really, really, I can't say it enough how much I enjoy Little Mermaid. Can't wait to see it again. Yes. And Spider-Verse this weekend. I'm not going this weekend. Tomorrow. I don't go to the movies on the weekend because... Everybody else be at the movies on the weekend. I go to the movies at two o'clock on a Wednesday. <laughs> I mean, well, that's when nobody else is boring. in that bitch. <laughs> that's when I go. <laughs> so I'll see you next week. Uh, it's coming out this weekend, so I'll see you before we record next week. But yeah, yeah, looking forward to Lisa's it. Lisa's in it. Daniel Kaluuya's in it. Ah, you know, you know, I love me some Daniel Kaluuya. He was so good in Nope. Oh yeah, I just watched that movie again the other day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, congratulations on your baby, um, Keek's Palm. She just had a baby. What? <laughs> Kiki, Kiki Palmer just had a We've baby. We've been talking about that child. I th you said that like she had another one. <laughs> What's his name? Like the old We talked about her. We talked about. We talked about the baby after. Yeah. Because remember, we talked about his Negro ass name. His name is like the oh. oldest John Witherspoon the third or something. <laughs> <laughs> he has the blackest name. <laughs> he does have a black. You're right. 
Kiki yeah. Palmer, baby. Uh, I hope he's not keeping them up too late. Leotis and Drelton Jackson. Oh, that is a gorgeous black ass name. <laughs> it is. Her and Dro's brother. <laughs> yeah. And their beautiful baby. And she looks so good after having that baby, too. I'd be so jealous of yeah. women who give birth and now they got these beautiful hips and like this Coke bottle shape. Like, God damn, that baby did you right. She looks good. I mean, birthing babies is. I mean, it's what you deserve. As far as I'm concerned, it is. Hips are it's, what you deserve. <laughs> I just. Yeah. After all. And the then shit. you literally, don't you literally have a chemical in your body that makes you like forget how awful it is so mm-hmm. that you'll do it again? Um, or something? Is that a myth? <laughs> yeah, no, I think. Pregnancy chemical. I think the endorphins of. Um, of giving birth and being like bonding with your new baby and everything. Um, I don't think it's that you forget. It's just that having the baby is so rewarding and it feels so good that you're just like, Oh, I would do it again. It's all worth it. You know, like that kind of, I don't want to say bullshit. Cause I feel like parents really mean it when they say it, but <laughs> it sounds crazy to me. Like everything about growing and birthing a nigga sounds crazy to me. Not to mention that, you then have to care for that nigga every fucking day. And if you don't, and if you don't, you're going to jail. Like, you going, you have to. You're going to jail. <laughs> Bitch, no thank you. I don't even water these plants like I'm supposed to. What you mean I got to water a baby? Hell no. <laughs> I don't have time for that. <laughs> I do not have time for that. Mm-mm. I'll be honest. There's sometimes Link hops up and is like, the sun's getting real low. <laughs> Uh, Can I eat today? <laughs> so, oh, bitch. <laughs> a snack? I literally cannot even have a pet because as soon as the dog, like I watched Drew's dog for <laughs> 10 days while this nigga went <laughs> out of town. And that dog woke me up at 7 a.m. to go outside and piss. And I say, your daddy needs to come home immediately. I don't get up at this hour. And you want me to go outside so that you can urinate and hump somebody? Uh-uh. Have to pee. No. When you gotta go, you gotta pee go. Pee on the puppy pad. This nigga wouldn't even use the puppy pad. I'm like, I put it out so that you would it's leave me alone. Humili- humiliating? This is coming from somebody who fucks strangers. <laughs> well. Dogs be fucking strangers. Don't talk to me about fucking I mean, being humans. <laughs> I mean, hello. And so if you're a fucking stranger, I don't see why you can't fuck on an absorbent, fuck on, pee on an absorbent pad that I will come would along. Would you? You can fuck on a stranger, but would you just walk into some other person's one. house that you've been asked to stay at <laughs> and then just urinate, just pass your bowels right in the middle of God knows where? Is the pad even in the bathroom? If their bathroom was downstairs and they had to get up and take me and they said, hey, just piss on in this corner instead, then yeah, I would. And I told the dog to piss on the pad and it said no. Because he would have felt horrible. But imagine what that could do to his self-esteem. I had to get up. Pissing inside on the ground. Self-esteem. Like a, like a savage. What? Like a feral beast. It is 7 a.m. I do not get up at this hour. 
I have not had to get up at 7 a.m. since I had a regular 9 to 5. Why the fuck am Girl, I up? all you have to do is go downstairs uh-uh, all, for two seconds all you have so to do. I no, can it's pee. Not, no, that's the thing. It's not two seconds. We don't just go down there and then you pee and then we come back. This nigga is sad because he don't know where his daddy at. So we got to, every time we come back upstairs, this nigga cries for 30 minutes. So you go down there. You take your time to pee because you know that peeing is the point. And while we're there, you sniffing everybody's ass, humping niggas when you can. It's like this. It turns so into. So I can get to know people. <laughs> I can't make some new friends in this wild new neighborhood <laughs> that I didn't ask to come to. I can't have any form of camaraderie and I have to piss inside on the ground. This Weird. Do- the dog is three pounds. It has like a thimble worth of piss inside of it. Just pee and let's go. But no, it turns into a 20, 30 minute activity every time. Wild the dog and to unruly. Yeah, literally that. I said, no, I can't have no fucking pet. I'm going to need a cat. Cats piss inside like they're supposed to. They have their little box where they go do their business. And cats leave you alone until they want some attention. That's what I like. And that's if I was going to get a pet, it would be a cat. But I can't handle dogs. Dogs get too much. cats always want your attention when your attention is super focused on (laughs) something something else. else. Often (laughs) life-threatening. Okay, well, is uh, you act like Link don't come in here when you be recording and decide that she is. This is not an emergency. Hey, y'all, we all know Crocs are known for comfort, but they're really stepping up their game when it comes to personalization. The truly iconic classic clogs and slides are available in tons of colors, and they're just waiting to be personalized with a collection of gibbets. The charms you all know and love that you see lots of people pop into the holes in the front of their Crocs to give it, you know, your own unique flair and fun. Thank you to Crocs for actually sending me over a pair of my own Crocs that I'm excited to add some gibbets to because I see on the website they have some Avatar The Last Airbender charms. So those are going to be the first ones that I stick on the front of these shoes. And there's like a lot that really speak to my nerd heart on here. So this is probably going to be my next rabbit hole. Here we go. Be sure to head to Crocs.com to explore all the latest styles and gibbets charms. That's C-R-O-C-S dot com. Go get some Crocs. Or if you already have some, which you probably do, go get some gibbets. Let's get back to the show. Do you think seeing a therapist or a psychiatrist would be helpful, but you don't have the time to actually find one and meet with them or afford them? Well, try Talkspace. By doing everything online, Talkspace has made getting help you want easy, accessible, and affordable. Sometimes people wait until something bad happens to talk to a therapist. Don't suggest it. Just an easy, like, hey, let me just get into this to start some unpacking stuff. You never know will come out of your mental trunk. And then the next thing you know, you have a journey to healing and evolving and evolution and growth. And you can do so affordably and comfortably with Talkspace. You can sign up online and get a personalized match with the provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. And as a listener of this podcast, you'll get $80 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash read. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash read. Go talk 
in your space. No, but you are working, and, and that's she don't why give she's it not in here now because I knew she was gonna come <laughs> home from daycare, and she was gonna burst into this door if it wasn't closed and interrupt my work. And I just saw her come and stick her nose to the bottom of the door, and she's not in here. Why? Because the door is closed. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. She would be if you didn't. I know what my child. I know how to deal. With if her. she could turn the I knob, know. she would be in there right now. I yeah, but guess what? She can't. <laughs> So what is she doing? She's sleeping in one of her expensive beds. This bitch got a fucking Versace bed. Her bed costs more than mine. You said that like she bought the bed. Well, <laughs> the point is... <laughs> she's ungrateful. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway... <laughs> So, Black... No, Hot Tops. So, you went to the Blue Ivy concert, however. Oh, my God. Okay. So, uh, Beyonce concert, spoilers ahead, if you are somebody who cares about that. Um, I just want to say, first of all, shout out to my filters, because I really did not see anything in advance. Um, and, oh, okay. That was kind of cool. Yeah, like social media filters that allowed me to not see anything um before i was ready to see it i yeah um <laughs> this is my second time seeing beyonce in france in paris um yeah and it's really special if you if you can go i highly recommend it i got recognized so much at that concert which blew my mind somebody was sitting right behind me who was like girl <laughs> so but anyway this bitch came out and literally opened the show for herself. There's no opener. There's no other acts. Beyonce comes out in a fucking evening gown and sings her goddamn lungs out. That's what happens. I'm not going to tell y'all like exactly which songs and all that. But she comes out and does like four or five incredible ballads. This bitch did. I, I just said I wasn't going to tell you. Um. So anyway. She starts the show. Wow. I know. I'm I'm trying not to tell everything. But she starts the show doing her good fucking singing, reminding you whores that the microphone is on. It always has been and it always will be. Always. And don't always. ever fucking forget it. You remember when they said she was lip syncing the national anthem and so at that press conference before the Super Bowl she sang it and then said, "Any questions?" <laughs> That's what this felt like to me like Here's a reminder that I'm literally that girl. I've always been her and nothing will change about that. Like literally nothing's moving, shaking, pausing. Yeah. The thing about me, the thing about Beyonce is that. <clears throat> how do I how do I say this? Everything about what this bitch does is so layered. It's, there's so much thought put into it. It's so deliberate. The choices that she makes, not even just with the vocals, but with the songs and how she transitions it from one song to another, the song she decides to put together. Like the bitch put, yeah. <clears throat> I, I, I'm so sorry, but she put like, oh God, what was it? It was uh, Black Parade and um, My Power from um, Black is King. She put, she like transitioned those together. And I was like, I'm literally about to lose my mind. It was so, and that was when Blue Ivy came out. So I'll just talk about Blue Ivy first to get that out the way. Um, 
as I mean, the creative director as well as the choreographer and, as well as the head producer. I mean, I truly thought of you Starless. because we have been saying since she was born that Blue Ivy was here to teach Beyonce how to get her shit together. Like, we've always stand. Um, We're just at the moment now where she's like that mid you don't know this reference but there's a mid credit scene or end credit scene in one of the MCU movies where Thanos says I'll do it myself Mm. I I get that I I mean I get that but this girl literally said fine yep I will literally go. I out will here do, and it do it. Do it my myself. Damn self. I mean, and and since she was a baby on her daddy's lap dancing along while her mama was performing at the VMA, Flawless. we have known it, right? Flawless. <laughs> like, right on beat, literally catching it. All the footage like, um, from um, not Renaissance Homecoming, where she's like mm-hmm. literally leading the girls, like this is how it's done. One and two and ka 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 ka. Melody, no more net. Bring it back. Like, uh, when she performed, uh, when she performed, uh, (laughs) be alive at the Oscars with Beyonce and all that chartreuse. Like, blue, blue, she is, she's been doing this, is the point. She's been doing it. (laughs) She is 11 years old. When I tell you that I was at this show literally screaming and I thought it was a regular part of the show because I hadn't seen none of the clips. So I thought Blue Ivy had been coming out at all these different days. They said, no, bitch. No, girl. Beyonce waited till the vibes were right. She knew Paris was going to be giving her the energy that she deserved because I heard from people who went to the Sweden show that Sweden was not giving Beyonce what, you know, like... Act like this is mother. Like, act like you know what's going on here. The girls were screaming for Julius. <laughs> See, now what kind of shit is that? So, uh, yeah, Blue came out and I literally turned to Kia and I was like, I feel like I'm watching Noah when I go to one of Noah's recitals and I see her dance. Like, I feel like that's what, obviously, I don't know Blue Ivy. I'm not kidding to her. But it's like you see somebody grow up you know, in the public eye, whatever. But you see this little girl and and she is performing on stage in front of like 70,000 fucking people. Insane. 11 years old. Blew my mind. Beyonce said, this, that bloodline. And then Blue, I thought Blue popped up out of the stage. I didn't even know where she came from. <laughs> but she just walked out. And when I tell you that stadium went ape shit. It was like when Jay-Z did Niggas in Paris for On the Run 2 in Paris and the way the whole stadium like lost their minds for Niggas in Paris. It was like that. Everybody lost it. When I tell you they were screeching for Blue Ivy, I I don't know how because Club Renaissance, them niggas down there at the front, I literally don't know how Blue stayed focused because people were losing their fucking minds behind Blue Ivy coming out. It was so, so good. I was Professionalism. so proud of that little girl. Star power. Stage. Literally power. that girl. Self-confident. Literally that girl. Friend, I... L- <laughs> blood type Listen. icon. 
it was so good. I also love that Beyonce gave us so much from Black is King. Because y'all like to play like Black is King is not that girl when she is truly an incredible album. There is music I on that I love, album. I still play Black is King to it's this so day. Good. I knew every word to every song that Beyonce performed at that show. And so, okay. So yes, Blue Ivy, truly incredible. Lost my mind, screaming for this little girl. I would also like to say that Beyonce loves me. She really be thinking about me specifically um, mm. because she she did plastic off the divan. She did. But, okay. but she didn't do the whole song. She did the best parts from it. The best little runs and stuff. Because, you know, the best part about that song is her vocal ability on it. At least to me. I don't like the lyrics to mm. that song. But... She did all of her good runs, all of her great singing, and then she went straight into Virgo's groove. And you know, so in the transition, you can hear Virgo's groove start to come in. And she said, where the Virgo's at? I said, why would this bitch be talking to me directly right now? Literally, why would she do that? Why would you say Mm -hmm. my name on stage and call me out like this at the Stade de France? Like, why would you do that? And then did every fucking second of Virgo's groove. She took the best parts of Plastic on the Divan and then did all of Virgo's groove. It could not have been more perfect. It could not have been. <sighs> Friend, I levitated. I. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, see, for me at this point, I'm just kind of like. Oh, God, it was so good. It was so good. The visuals are going on in the background the whole time and. She's changing clothes constantly. And there was a moment where, like, you know, the, all the dancers are, I'm guessing, Liga Bigatiga. And so they, like, had their moment of, like, everybody dancing, like, yeah. features and stuff like that. And I just loved it. I got every inch of my life. I could not believe it was over when it was over. And she was out there for over two hours. It's like, that's the thing about Beyonce. She's so good. And the catalog is so deep that you can be at her show for two hours and be like, where did the time go? Mm. Fair. Yeah, for me, I'm just waiting for it to happen to me. It was so worth I'm it. I'm just... Um, it was so worth it. I'm like, I'm sure there'll be some adjustments and changes and rifts. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard she changed. she's changed things up already. Like, I've heard that she's already adjusted this show a few times. And um, I was... She she did Love on Top. And, you know, there's like a, a key change at the end of Love on Top where she does, oh, baby, it's you, over and over. And it goes higher and higher. And when I tell you we, the audience, did not want to stop, Beyonce had to make us stop. She said, y'all finna hurt yourselves. Like, literally, you you cannot sing that high. And you don't sound great. So, like, just... Just shut up. <laughs> Leave this to the professionals. You're disgusting. But it was so good. I can't wait for her to come stateside. Um, so so the rest of you can see. I know she's doing like five nights in London. And, bitch, it's just so good. It's an incredible show. If you don't have tickets, I don't know what the fuck you're doing with your life. If you do have tickets, bitch, be prepared. Be ready. Come hydrated. Come in some comfortable shoes and be ready to lose your mind. Because she is just that good. 
I have no idea what I'm going to wear. Oh, yeah. It didn't even. I I wasn't even thinking about the clothing part too hard because I just knew that all I had to do was be there and the blessing would be bestowed upon me. And I really felt like that's what I got from that show. Like, she showed out. It really, it was the perfect, almost said graduation gift, like I finished. I did not. <laughs> but it was the perfect end of the semester thing. She um, she talked about Tina Turner at the very beginning of the show, said, you know, if you're a fan of mine, you're a fan of Tina, wouldn't be here without her. And, you know, all that. She did, I'm going down. <laughs> she did, I'm going down. All them French niggas is just, well, actually... Actually, quite a few of the people in the crowd knew the words, but America has a problem. Oh my! All right, so that's it for the hot tops this week. (laughs) Oh, just wait till you see this show. Fuck, it was so good. Oh, apparently, other um, attendees of that show included her husband. Megan Thee Stallion. Oh, yeah, Megan Lenny Kravitz, was there. Yeah. Pharrell. Vivica Fox. Natalie Portman. Olivier Roosting. Oh, from Palma. Um, Yeah. It was just incredible. It was... You have got to see... You have got to see America Has a Problem live. Like, you... <laughs> oh, God. And when she did... You know what? Never mind. Because now I'm just finna... <laughs> I'm just going to make it worse, but God damn, it was good. The Miss Honey, her face lights up when she does. The Miss Honey, it's just so I, good. Um, I, she did blow, nigga. She mixed pure honey. It's a blow. Okay, by God. Like, show us footage of it then. <laughs> oh, no. Christ. I'm not doing that. But it was, tr- okay. All right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm a chill. It was so good, though. That's it for the hot tops. <laughs> Let's do uh, what's um, wow. what's after this? Letters. Yeah, let's let's take a quick break. Hey guys, this week's episode is being brought to you by Squarespace. You know something that I think I've been craving. I'm really craving a directory uh, style website that sort of serves as a where are they now for some of my favorite memes and viral sensations, such as Sharkisha. Um, Check you know, and I feel like someone out there, one of you wonderful people can make that happen using Squarespace. Squarespace is an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. But Squarespace is incredibly easy to build a website that has everything you need right out the gate and looks great, feels great. And it's like also easy to modify and customize and update and add features to. I even got my mom to use Squarespace for her personal website. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I would really like to speak to Scarlett from Scarlet Takes a Tumble and, you know, various other people who kind of helped me through my blogging era or whatever, maybe. So... If you have it on your heart to create that kind of website and you want to know where to begin, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash the read to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Let them know we sent you. Let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all. Daylight saving time is starting up again. The goal? To give us more daylight from March through November. Hey, girl. That's how it works. 
<laughs> By setting our clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, it does not necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner, okay? Beyonce has the same 24 hours as us, but how are you using them, Diva? How are you using them? There's only one way to do what we're talking about, ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. That's right. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for the jobs you're hiring for. Once you post on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100 plus job sites so you can reach more of the right people. And the great part about it is you ain't got to go here, there, everywhere, over the river, through the bush, grandmother's house. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. It's ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. One more time, ZipRecruiter.com slash the R-E-A-D. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Go give someone a job. Love you. Okay, welcome back. It is now time to read your letters. Yes, it is. If you have a question for us, send it to asktheread at gmail.com. We may read it aloud on the show. Our letter this week comes from Mac, who says, I'm 25 and I'm having some relationship issues. Recently, I met this girl and we hit things off pretty well. We started texting a bit and even went out for coffee and lunch a few times and I was really enjoying her company. When I followed her on Instagram, I realized we had a mutual contact. One of my boys who we can call Rick. I was going to a kickback at Rick's house that same night and I made a reminder to ask him about this girl to make sure she wasn't an ex. But when I got there, I found that amongst the crowd, there was the girl I had met and a few of her friends. I started chatting her up and after a little while, we joined the larger conversation with everyone in attendance. The conversation turned into us playing Never Have I Ever. And during this time, Rick and my friends started cracking jokes about me being a hoe and how I've been unloyal in my past. Funny. It's true that I, right? <laughs> it's true that I had a long streak of cheating on my exes and running up my body count in college and for about a year after. I admit I was a fuck boy, but I changed my ways once I found out my sister went through something similar when her boyfriend cheated on her. I realized it shouldn't have taken that incident for me to come to my senses, but since then, I've turned a new leaf. It was even in my heart to reach out to my exes to apologize for the hurt I caused. It made me uncomfortable mm. for my past to be exposed like that in front of this girl and her friends. And while I tried to laugh it off, the jokes kept coming and I finally snapped and that's when they cooled off. The problem is that the girl I was talking to has become really distant. We didn't talk much for the rest mm. of the night and she hasn't been as responsive to my texts as before. It's obvious that the comments my friends made really affected her. And while I tried to reassure her that I was no longer that man, I'm not sure it was enough to convince her. I know you guys give really good advice on this show. Oh, on this show. Okay, so. Sure. I really want to pursue things with this girl and there's nothing I would even think. There's nothing I would even think to do to revert to my old self. Okay. How do I get through to her? <laughs> How do I get through to her? Do you think this is a dead end? Thanks, Mac. <laughs> um... Oh, Mac, he's only 25. Oh. <laughs> I'm definitely going to cheat again. <laughs> um, Not you having I think, no faith in young Mac. <laughs> um, I mean, he said that he's tried to 
to already say, hey, I'm not this, I'm not that nigga no more. Yeah. What, through text? Yeah, he said they didn't really talk much for the rest of the night and she hasn't been responsive since then. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, first, like, obvious, obvious thing, even though I agree that the you're probably not hearing much from her because of what was said. But, like, right. there's a good chance that it has nothing to do with that. But... Um, that's just something to it's just something to keep on the table yeah. um, off to the side um, maybe in like a gravy boat um, full of gravy that you don't eat <laughs> um, what <laughs> um, so yeah I feel like you might go ahead and need to chalk this one up to the game charge it right directly to the game's checkings um uh or their saving mm-hmm. um and move forward you know i think that i would probably need to have like a good conversation with these friends about mm-hmm the situation um i it doesn't sound like their intention was to run off a potential you know date partner whatever Mm -hmm. as much as it was to just bust your balls or whatever but um i think that it's probably worth uh conversing just in the sake of, I mean, from from the perspective of, like, I don't want to be defined by, you know, um, yeah, ways that I mistreated people or experiences that are a part of my past. And I'd appreciate it if y'all didn't do that, especially in certain social settings where I don't want people to Strangers. make snap <laughs> judgments about the type of person I am. It's one thing... If we're just, you know, in the Wendy's drive through <laughs> Yeah. I don't know where <laughs> these specificities are coming from today. But it's like, I guess because I am had like a flashback to like me and my three close friends that were just like my only real friends and us constantly being in a drive through are like at Denny's. Same. Same. Just eating the cheapest food so we could stay alive. Whole table bill is $18. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody having hash browns and coffee, feeling grown. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, if it's just us kicking it and you want to go ahead and laugh about some dumb shit or, you know, my silliness, because, you know, here at the Reed, we're not going to judge you for your, um, Whole past. Yeah, no, not for that. We're not gonna judge you for running up a body count. Um, and if you are apologetic and sincerely regretful for hurting people you cheated on, we can respect that as well here. And we would hope that people you consider yourself close to can do the same thing and not, you know, just put a scarlet a S A S Scarlet A A 
Yeah. <laughs> Word. <laughs> Word. On your brazier. So listen, um, it sounds like things with this girl might be a chop, though. And that's okay. Like, that sucks. Um, but it's okay. Especially because, you know what? We think about it, like... Nah. I was, <laughs> was going to be like... Her loss, like, if she can't be like, hey, I'm not going to judge this person based off of their past, mm-hmm. then... You know, then she's not the right one anyway. But I'm like, girl, I might have done the exact same Especially shit, in my mid-20s you. and all your friends is <laughs> so, talking about you being a hoe and how you don't know how to stay loyal to your girlfriends. Like all, <laughs> for this whole, they keep talking about <laughs> right. it. It's like, yeah, that's pretty fucked up. And I can understand. I feel like the, a big part of it might be frustration <laughs> and just misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not even that person because you have to understand even at 25 that there are plenty of people that you, you know, will meet that will pique your interest that you'll be attracted to or whatever. It's not like your last uh, chance at love or anything like that. Right. But I feel like a, a big part of of your frustration or maybe your desire to reconnect is because you don't want this person to have this impression of you that you don't feel fits anymore. Sometimes you just want to be understood. Yes. Yes. More than you want, like, you know, something more. Um, Which I I believe you do with this person because it sounds like you really like them. But... You know, um, if you know that you're not that person anymore and you're ready to, like, be good to someone, it, you know, I think you might have to just charge this one as a loss. Cause get your friends together mm-hmm. and then get back out there. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't really think there's anything you can do to get through this girl. If I was hanging out with a, a nigga who, like, and his friends sat there and talked about how he was such a fucking dog. I wouldn't, I'm sorry, there's nothing you could say to get me to invest in that relationship afterwards. Because <laughs> then, because then what? You you decide to give this nigga a chance because he swears up and down, he changed. And then six months later, you writing a letter into the read about how you ignored all these red yep. flags. And even his yep. friends called him a fucking dog, but you dated him anyway. So like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, I... I can't blame this young lady for being like, I'll, I'll look elsewhere. Um, I think the bigger issue here is like the conversation with your friends. Like, hey, y'all know that's not the type of shit I'm on. Like if you're being for real, like if you have really made a change and you treat the people that you date differently now, then just having that conversation with your friends um, outside of this party and just saying, hey, like, that really made me feel uncomfortable. Like, I'm, I know that I used to be a horrible nigga, but I'm not like that no more. And I would like to move on and, you know, not have this color my dating experience. So, like, if y'all could please not hate on me in front of the hoes, I would appreciate it. Like, right. <laughs> like, a lot of friend groups, people poke fun at each other, like, in a loving way, a joking way. Like, people joke around with their friends about shit like that. All the time, all the time. My friends who have 
cheated on their partners, which is none of them. Um, that you know, this is something we can joke about. This is something we laugh about. But I would never do that in front of the niggas. Come on now. That's what I'm saying. I would That's never exactly do that in front I'm of the saying. niggas. <laughs> like, I feel like a big part of you outside of liking this girl just doesn't want the, her to have this uh, conception or understanding of you or or feel like this is is really the type of person that you are today or whatever. But I completely agree. Like, my friend... Call it what you want to. If my friends are engaging in some behavior that does not involve their partner, mm-hmm. I'd be drinking a McFlurry. Like, <laughs> Don't worry about me, baby. None <laughs> of my... Like... <laughs> Literally. So, and I will... I will literally say to them, you ain't shit. And you know, and you that, know you that you are a dirty bitch. <laughs> but how was that but what outside, I'm not going to do... Talk to me about that outside dick, though. I want to hear about it. I'm not going to blast you in a situation that's going to put you in a, in, in a fucked up yes. predicament. Or just run people away from you because, they, like, what kind of friend is that? That's lame. Yeah, I think if I were you, Mac, the only thing I would have done differently is maybe pull Rick aside as soon as I got to the party. When you saw that she was also at the party, I would have pulled. Well, but how are you supposed to predict that your friend? You know what? Right. I mean, I'm not saying you were wrong in any way, but I don't know. I I think maybe I would have pulled my friend to the side and been like, hey, I'm trying to get that right there. So, like, don't fuck it up for me. But. Also, like, I wouldn't anticipate my friends violating the friend code like that. <laughs> but right. but he may have had no idea that you had been seeing this girl and that you were trying to pursue something with her. Like, he might have just thought everybody here was on some friend shit and yikes. Now that's not the case. But, um, yeah, I don't. He asked, how do I get through to her? Do you think this is a dead end? I do. <laughs> I think that young lady, yeah, I, think she, that's a right. I think she heard that shit and said it ain't that one's no right. way. <laughs> it ain't no way I'm not doing that bullshit uh, oh, yeah, but you know there's there's other fish in the sea and good luck with the next one so um, actually the show is already running long so let's just stop it right there if you have a question for us send it on over to asktheread at gmail.com we're going to take another quick break and then we'll be right back The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Schmurter to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story, and we know that. But in this series, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR noir, if you will. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country that we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. 
So tune in now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. They're made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness. So embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. All right, folks, we're back, and it is now time for the read. Yes, it is. Do you have a read this week? <laughs> I do. I think that I can probably get through these relatively quickly. Okay. Okay. Now I'm going to begin with um, a part of our Hot Talks slash Black Excellence, um, and it is in reference to uh, Blue Ivy Carter. I'm going to go get some water. <laughs> Now, I feel like maybe some of y'all need the reminder that Blue Ivy is an 11-year-old Grammy Award-winning performing artist that just touched the stage, one of the largest, in Gay Paris. Back-to-back shows. Hitting choreography that you could only hope to mark mm-hmm. on your niece's TikTok page. Went to London and did it again. Mm. I'm just... So, when you, an adult... <laughs> criticize this 11-year-old for the intensity at which she chooses to perform this choreography on that first show. I wonder, are you okay? Is everything all right? First of all, we know that if she would have been dancing full out, getting low in a squat, doing all, then you would have had something to say about that as well. Yep. Mama went up there. She hit the choreography that I'm sure she came up with and created and directed her motherfucking self. She let you girls know that she knows the counts. And really, that is what it is. Like, she is the create. Like, Mama, she's running the show. I don't understand why it's taking y'all so long to get on the same page as us. So, really, for me, like, I did see that she came back out there. She gave y'all a little bit more energy because y'all was talking or whatever. Her mama didn't miss the vis pump. The fist bump that time. You're right. <laughs> so she was like, okay, you know, it seems like the ducks, I guess, are in a row for the children today. What more could you possibly have to say? I would hope that it's nothing because, again, ridiculous. Again, I'm watching y'all attempt Tootsie Rolls <laughs> on your third cousin's TikTok, and it's sad sis so i really just feel like at the end of the day when i see you post your kids 
and your grandkids and your nieces and nephews recitals and their their dance practices and all that other shit. And you see this living icon perform on this motherfucking stage and do her big one. There really should be no discussion. <laughs> a, because you're talking about a child. B, because you're talking about a talented, award-winning child. And C, because she's the reason that Beyonce is Beyonce. Like, let's keep it like she has been inspiring and motivating Beyonce from the moment that she got out here Mm -hmm. and letting her know what is a chop and what is not. That's why we have Renaissance. And B looks so proud. She looks as she should be. When that child. Hit that hair flip. Baby. I mean, they were just walking. Baby. At that point in the show. When she flipped her hair back with both hands and braids. <laughs> I felt like Rafiki. I said, she lives in you. <laughs> 11 years old. She's 11. This is an actual child y'all are talking about. Meanwhile, as somebody who was actually at the show, I couldn't believe y'all's big, grown, miserable asses was on the internet picking apart an 11-year-old's performance. It can't be nothing but jealousy. <laughs> I, because, <laughs> like, I saw what I saw. You saw what I saw. Yeah, yeah I mean, I feel like most... Thinking people saw an 11-year-old showing out at her mama's show. And naturally, the more she does it, the more comfortable she's going to be on stage. And it helps when Beyonce hits her fucking marks like she's supposed to. (laughs) Bitch, give me my fucking fist bump like you're supposed to and it won't throw me off. Like, she's 11! Are y'all serious? 70,000 people or some shit like that. Meanwhile, you can't get up in the conference room at work and do a presentation on fucking PowerPoint without With shaking, your crying, and throwing up. ass. <laughs> you can't give a presentation in front of 10 niggas in a conference room without wanting to vomit. And you got something to say about an 11-year-old? Girl, go to hell. Eat feet, bitch. <laughs> fuck wrong with y'all like I can't though like the intensity at which a lot of y'all choose to hate just with without any kind of foundation in sense without any like just for breakfast lunch and dinner it's sad but here is the reality this is the reality that you are living in a baby that baby girl ate. She went up on that stage she sure did. and she ate. Yep. Everyone who, who was in that place mm-hmm. was happy to see her. The Loved people it. on the stage Loved it. with her excited. Her up. The one Baby. And the only doll baby. The, what what y'all bitches are mad at? Y'all want her? Okay, let's just say it. Let's just go ahead. Let's just say it because what y'all are mad at? The fact is that she's really coming into the iconic living diva yep. that we have always said that she is. Yep. Say that. 
Y'all want her to be some scared ass, I hate my parents, like, always in the shadows, somewhere. Like, I don't know what the fuck y'all want. You cannot stand the fact Mm -hmm. that this icon that we openly and proudly celebrate for her talent and hard work has birthed someone who is right on the heels of that talent, work ethic, fervor, (laughs) and magnificence. She got more star power and pizzazz than you do, bitch. And she's what? A third your age? She's just getting started. That's a baby. What are you going to do when she and Solange really get into the studio? It's over for you, horse. It is over. Like, I'm scared. I'm worried about (laughs) y'all. Because y'all heads might just start popping like everything everywhere all at once. Just turning into confetti. Everybody gone. They can't take it. That would actually be sickening, though. You clacking that fan reminded me that Beyonce said Heated is her favorite song to perform. And I'm not going to say nothing else. I can see that. Yeah. And she, when I, I when I tell you, she said that and I said, what I'm going to do right now is give you every ounce. <laughs> I'm going to give you everything I fucking have in this moment, Beyonce. We finna scream this song. Since it, oh, this is your favorite and you need my help? Bitch, say less. Fan me off. I'm, I'm bringing two fans. <laughs> The way I packed because three. Because I might break the first one. I packed three fans and then left all three at the hotel. I was pissed because we was halfway there by the time I realized I had I was in the Uber trying to put nails on. I said, girl, fuck this. But anyway, anyway. Yeah, I couldn't believe y'all was coming for Blue. I couldn't believe it. Like, y'all clearly wasn't there. Y'all clearly are, you know, and that's the thing. Blue Ivy is performing on a world tour, on a global stage, you are watching Blue Ivy from the comfort of Instagram. That's just the black-ass bottom line. I mean, I'm done. (laughs) Oh, and past that, um, Little Mermaid. So first of all, the nigga who did Ursula's makeup said... Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. So the makeup artist, Peter Smith King. (laughs) Peter said, not too much, bitch. This white man said uh, (laughs) that the backlash uh, towards Ursula's makeup for the live-action adaptation was offensive to him and ridiculous. He said, quote, Why can't I do as good a job as a queer makeup artist? Why can't you? That's true. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. I mean... I'm so sorry. Please continue. That's trying to claim it, and that's fine if that's what they want to do. But don't put people down because they're not what they want it to be. 
He also then went on to say that this Ursula was not based on drag at all, but that he and Melissa used to talk about how their love for drag makeup and drag queens when he did this terrible makeup. (laughs) So, I just want to say to Peter Smith King, sweetie, we were responding to what y'all posted you and Disney and everybody else decided to post this terrible shit that y'all put on Melissa McCarthy's face when she went into the trailer to go get this done. Why do these eyebrows hate each other? <laughs> Are the eyebrows representative of the moray eels that she keeps as pets? Are the eyebrows supposed to be Flotsam and Jetsam? Because actually it can't be. Even they were more in sync yeah. and even when they would come together yeah. than these eyebrows do. Yeah. What is this eyeshadow? Why is the face so flat? Why are these lips so thin? It is bad. Now, I feel like maybe this was the first batch of it, at least, the um, like the behind-the-scenes mm-hmm. thing. It does look a little bit better in the final... Yeah, um, in the movie. In the movie itself. But to your question... Of why you can't do as good a job as a queer makeup artist, honey, you gotta answer that. Oh, come on. We wanna know the same thing. Come on. Cause that don't even make sense. Like, there are plenty of heterosexual cisgender makeup artists who are very fucking talented. They can do it. The question is, why can't you do it? It's you specifically. <laughs> it's, be- you're not, you're not, okay, you're not following. <laughs> You specific what you did was was underwhelming. I thought like the whole design really was not. I the the one thing I really liked about this Ursula was the glowing tentacles. Mm. I really thought like the glowing looked so good in the water. Really fun, yeah. Uh, But overall, the design of her was like fine. Yeah, you know they gave her a collar and sleeves. I don't even think I was paying that close of attention, honestly. I don't even think I noticed all that. But, like, the character in Disney, Mm -hmm. the Disney character was literally based on a queer artist. Right. Divine. So, beg our pardon. (laughs) If people see you draw two red robin fry wedges <laughs> on this lady's face <laughs> and then say hey a drag queen might have done this better not the red robin fries hey you mad like bitch look at her face i was gonna say but for real a drag queen probably would have done was tricks in the town not available <laughs> tricks's eyebrows don't never match either though so let me stop that's true <laughs> but listen there are so many so people, many. even outside of drag performers, yeah. that could have done a good job. Ooh, Jada Essence brings this, but then, girl, so many people. Raven. There are so oh, many yeah. people who do great fucking makeup. Right. In there, I mean, there are the it's, drag race alone. Like, but like, we're not even talking about people who have not been on that TV show. L.A., New York, crawling with makeup artists. Crawling. You throw a rock and you hit thirty makeup artists. This is really like an industry problem overall. Mm. Like there are, there are, for instance, there are black characters in in film and television 
that have people who don't know how to do black hair styling their hair. And then the hair is like... A mess. We go to the movie or we watch TV show and it's like, what the fuck is going on here? It's not the actor's fault. It's not the writer's fault. It's not the... Like, it's maybe not even the stylist's fault, honestly, because they shouldn't have been hired. (laughs) We're not even going to play because nobody should have asked you to do this. (laughs) Period. But like, in this instance, for you to to single out queer artists and be like, you know, if they if trying to claim it is fine, if that's what they want to do, it's not trying to claim anything. First of all, the designers did they gave it <laughs> to queer people. Like it was, it's not anything to to claim, and it's also about putting people from all walks of life in these right. positions. So to say that queer people don't do makeup for film and stuff like that, obviously. But this is something that is very specific to the character. It's not just like, oh, I'm a queer person and I'm doing, you know, Selena Gomez makeup for the Met Gala. Yeah. Like, this character is based on drag. Now, again, they say that this character, this adaptation is not... And I and you can tell I buy that. Yeah, you can tell. But it doesn't mean that her eyebrows shouldn't be. I mean, like at least. Yeah, and it doesn't mean that that's not what the character was originally based on in the first place. So it's not, it's not crazy for people to be like, "Hey, how come this doesn't look better?" Like, I don't mm. even know why this makeup artist. Ch- I literally don't know why this person even chimed in. Because they felt some type of way about people Baby, saying that, that makeup was ugly. Let me tell you something. You up against the internet, the internet will win every time. You cannot win. That's true. Let them people be mad. Did the check clear? The question is, did the check clear? Hey. That's it and that all. That's all. Like, I don't, I, I, I really don't, I don't get it. But the question of why can't I do just as good a job? Like, you really played yourself with that. You have to tell me, sis. Right. I would love to know the answer to that. So, And you know who we could ask? Disney. (laughs) And while we're asking Disney, (laughs) we can also ask them if they were allowed to cast someone (laughs) from the Caribbean to play that crowd. Is it against the law to give Jamaican people acting roles, Bahamian people, mm-hmm. Trinidad, Tobago, Grenada, mm-hmm. Haiti, mm-hmm. Virgin? Is are are there's so many islands? So now, and but here's the thing. <clears throat> All right, chapter one, horrible, <laughs> like. Please, not chapter like, one. <laughs> inexcusably bad. Like, yeah. and and I, I accept that as a Jamaican-American person, someone who has grown up hearing all kinds of accents from all these islands my whole life, not just Jamaican. I have, you know, uh, people who've been married into my family who are from Barbados, Bahamas, like, all over the place. Friends and family, like, I've heard, like, I know these accents, right? So, for me, 
it's more than just like, oh, this crab has like a little campy island accent. Mm -hmm. I think for, because a lot of the jokes don't even land for me, right? Okay. And I feel like a lot of Sebastian's lines in this remake were the same line that he had in the animated film. Yeah, for sure. And many of those lines were actually ad-libs by Samuel E. Wright, who originally voiced Sebastian, who, mind you, is was from, like, the Carolinas. I don't remember. I don't know. He was, like, an American man who just happened to pull off, like, a half-decent accent. Now, again, a lot of people hear that accent, just like many people who are not from the islands or don't know anything about the culture. They hear an accent and they just go, oh, Jamaica. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, so many people just assume the crab was Jamaican. He always sounded like a mix of, like, Jamaica, Trinidad, and maybe, like, the Bahamas to me. Okay. And then sometimes just kind of, like, someone doing an accent but most of the time it was it was it was half decent like the originals okay the v digs accent is like do you hate it (laughs) i i am comfortable using the word wretched (gasps) okay it was awful and i feel like I don't blame him. He took a job, Again, a great job, great oppo- a great opportunity. Right. You know what I mean? I don't blame him for not being able to do it. I blame <laughs> everyone in charge, everyone in a producing seat, everyone in a direct, everybody over there who heard that come out of his mouth and said, cut, print, gorgeous. <laughs> Like, send it to post. That was great. What? <laughs> so bad. And the thing is, the god nigga. The first yeah. of all, the crab didn't need to be from an island. He could have been from anywhere. Yeah. The, like, it, he could have been from fucking PG County. The crab could have been British. The cat crab could have been from any the fuck where. You know what I mean? There was yeah. nothing that says that he had to be Caribbean. But even in that case, you didn't have to get somebody who could do a Jamaican accent. You could have called... You, Rihanna would have been fine. I'm dead ass. Oh, no, for real. I mean, maybe out of the budget. Rihanna would have blew the budget apart, but still, she would could have done a great job. Bayesian, Trini, Bahamian, like you could have got damn near any one of those accents, like in an authentic way. Yep, for sure. And got a better, nice, like, like full version of this crab. Every time that nigga spoke, I was upset. (laughs) The jokes, like, and like I meant to say a second ago, like, Many of the people, when he had, like, jokes yeah. that were, in like, specific or, like, new to the this movie, mm-hmm. people laughed. So it didn't sound, you know, if it, it felt like I was one of the few, oh, if man. not the only person who was like, this is not working. Not amused, yeah. Um, 
Which, you know, fine. But I just think when you're talking about Disney, big dog roof roof, when you're talking about <laughs> Disney, big dog, who also have, I believe, in an effort to, you know, sweep away racism's past, they have gone above and beyond. Oh, yeah. In most of their productions Mm -hmm. over the past, like, 20 years to, like, be as authentic to the cultural references, to the Mm. setting, to the all of that stuff. You think about things like Coco. Yeah. When you think about things like Encanto, when you think about fucking Luca, when you think about Moana. Yeah. We, like... Ooh, All of these things and how they try to like dig as deep as they can even Lilo and Stitch. those people to <laughs> even fucking Lilo and Stitch. We are literally sit here and do and keep going. All of them, yeah. Brave. Oh yeah, brave. Damn. The Irish niggas. Yep. Damn, y'all did. They weren't. But um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. What I'm saying is they go out of their way to be like, hey. This movie is based on Colombian culture, but guess what we know? Guess what we know, guys? <laughs> There's some black people there. <laughs> Disney's progressive. Yeah. Like, you know, like it so how did this happen? Right. How did this happen? I'm going to start looking to my own people and ask how many of you niggas are going to these auditions? I don't like. I'm confused. I'm confused yeah. because it is. It is like it is. I can't take it every motherfucking time. <laughs> and then they gave the nigga a rap song with Aquafina. <laughs> I was pissed. <laughs> Him and the bird doing Hamilton in the middle of this goddamn movie that we do. We did not. Girl, I knew you was going to flip when I heard that song. I said, <laughs> I know somebody's like, going to be what? And Aquafina was a fine scuttle. She was. Like, their version of, again, like, their adaptation, uh, scuttle being female, and, like, I think that was pretty much the only difference. I mean, it really honestly. worked. Like, I mean, scuttle's not a huge part in the show, no damn way. No. And, uh, yeah, it was fine. And kids love that. And I thought it was cool that Scuttle could, like, go underwater. Oh, yeah. Not for too long, but... <laughs> yeah, but, like, yeah. I thought that was, like, a nice touch. Yeah. Um, but that accent was just dreadful. <laughs> Under the Sea was, Under like... The sea. <laughs> oh. oh, man. You know, it's... I was just <laughs> beside myself. I know you were. I know you it were. It was... Gross. It's like y'all have stretched your hands out to all of these other countries, islands, yep. and and all of these other little places and tried to get their food right, their hair right, oh, yeah. their clothes right, their music right, yep. their plants, all of this other stuff. But when it came to having a Caribbean voice actor, it was like, ah, for what? Called a nigga from Oakland instead. <laughs> Why would y'all do that? <laughs> I just... It didn't make no sense, friend. It really didn't. 
So between that and poor unfortunate souls, um, you know, you were over it. <laughs> did not serve me what I was hoping for, and honestly, parts of the reason. A big part of the reason why I think my young self connected with The Little Mermaid immediately is because gay. Um, so, like, pretty fishy mermaids oh, swimming yes. around. Mm-hmm. She was pretty. Love that. Um, a drag queen villain. Love, Love that. that. And then also, my whole family is Jamaican. So, having this crab yeah. who has like a Caribbean sort of twang. And, like, bringing that whole element to it that really entertained the adults in my family as well. It's like, yeah, no wonder I couldn't wait to go see this fucking movie. I've loved it since I was a baby. And so I missed a little bit of that in those two things. But I still, it did not stop me from being like, I enjoyed that when the credits rolled. Yeah. The ending, the Ursula, the big giant Ursula ending, mm-hmm. loved it. Yeah, no, same. I and I loved. Oh, I don't want to do spoilers. Like I don't want to tell it, but I just really appreciated the way they wrapped the movie up with King Triton talking to Ariel and all that. Like, yeah, it just felt yeah. like such a good adaptation. Like, not like oh, it's twenty twenty three, and we trying to be hashtag woke. Which please, I can't even say woke no more. The white people have ruined it but like i hate when they do that but like uh, literally it was a great way of taking this classic disney movie and making it more modern making it live action and like telling the story but tweaking it enough so that the message is not so much <laughs> you know that's it's what not, it's not ni- it, like literally it <sighs> and you know the crazy thing about it too is that it's like you're not robbing anybody from the original experience because even the babies have seen the original. Everybody. That's why, like, so many, especially young black and brown babies, you got all of those TikTok reactions when they saw Hallie. Right. Because they've seen the original before and love it and were like, oh, she looks like me. Literally that. So, That's like, what they've all been saying. Everyone's okay. Like, this movie it's supposed to be a little different. Yeah. Even with, you know, a voice actor that may not be great or them changing someone's outfit or adding new music or taking away lyrics from from older songs that may not be PC anymore. Like, that stuff comes with the package. So it's like, if, like I said, when we first, 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 first were reading them. Yeah. Reading the races. Right. If you are not going into or prepared to go into these things with them being different in any way possible just don't go yeah they're gonna change them they're gonna be different that's the whole point and i do agree with you that this i like the the ending yeah i liked as well i like the choices yeah the, the little changes they made the sibling rivalry. Yeah, it meant a lot. I I, I liked cool. it quite a bit. And like, girl, it's a fucking Disney movie. It is a children's movie. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. It is a child's. It's for kids. Like, yes, everybody loves Disney. We know. But like, at the end of the fucking day, it is a goddamn Disney movie. Of course, Ariel can be black with you know, reddish brown hair. Of course she can have sisters who are fucking Asian and everything else and a white daddy and all this. Like, I don't even know if her daddy is actually white, but like, 
It is. Mer- Javier Bardem is, is Latino. I remember where he's from, though. I mean, so, but like, regardless, the point, and, and I love that his reasoning for not wanting her at the surface seemed to be much clearer and Eric's pull to her, like they really made it much more about her voice. And I just really appreciated the way they tweaked the movie. I did. I really enjoyed it. So I just feel like y'all are, I feel like honestly, a lot of the criticisms about Little Mermaid (laughs) are still just not yours, but a lot of people, I think they're just mad because Ariel is black. Yeah, it really does feel like a lot of the the disdain yeah. or the complaints really are just centered around. Oh my goodness. But like I said, even if they had hired fucking Bella Thorne or whoever the fuck else oh, to play no. <laughs> then it would have just been like, oh my God, Ursula's makeup. Oh my God, King Triton's beard. Oh my God, this Eric, why is he singing this song? Oh my God, the bird, the crab looks too real. Blah, blah, blah. Like it's always going to be something. something. Remember when they said that the Lion King, they didn't like the lions, so they looked like lions? Yeah. <laughs> like, they didn't have big old Disney eyes. What did y'all like, think? That, but remember when I thought they had actually trained lions to act and that the lions were going to be? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, oh, we, somebody let me in grad school, child. <laughs> Taught them to speak. And I was everything. like, so how they train the lions to do their parts? That's crazy. I mean, there's probably a couple live lions in there somewhere. <laughs> but I was dead ass. I was like, and how do they know like where to go and who's directing the lion? <laughs> magic. <laughs> Movie magic. <laughs> you know they're doing a Moana remake? Already? Moana just came out like four That's what five I said. years ago. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, I do know that because the girl who voiced the original Moana said they need to pick somebody darker mm-hmm. to be in that role. And I mm-hmm. said, you better fucking speak. Say that Pretty shit true. then, bitch. Say it. Say it. That reminds yeah. me of the girl who plays, um, what is Ursula's character's name when she goes up on C? Vanessa. Or up above, Vanessa. <clears throat> the girl who plays Vanessa did a TikTok where she was like, Bitch, I'm fucking gagging that Halle Bailey's voice came out of my fucking mouth. Like <laughs> That was so good. I loved that part. That was so cute. She was like, everybody is calling me, texting me, blowing my phone up. And I am just like, I'll never sound like that again in my life. I'm so thrilled that Halle Bailey's voice. She was really good. And she loved being a yeah. villain. I mean, she's... Because somebody, I saw a clip of her on the red carpet and someone said she was one of the sisters. And she was like, uh, uh actually, absolutely I'm Vanessa. Not bad bitch. Ursula's human <laughs> incarnate. <laughs> evil. I'm a villain. <laughs> Thank you. Period. <laughs> Here to fuck shit up. Here to take her man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see it again. I'm a... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm about to get on Noah's nerves. Noah gonna be like, "Can I switch seats?" <laughs> because yeah, you're <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> you're literally doing a lot right now, and I'm just trying to watch the fucking movie. So can you relax? <sighs> I'm so okay. so okay. so happy for Halle Bailey. Me too. And really, everybody who's having a good time over there in that film, yeah. y'all deserve it. I really enjoyed it, and. Honestly, I think Hallie is like egot potential. Absolutely, she has it. Chloe and Hallie both. I'll never forget seeing them at the VMAs when they were like, like twelve, thirteen. I don't even know. I don't know how old they were, but they were kids. And you know me, I had been you know in the little complimentary champagne for probably a little bit too long, and I went up to those children halfway drunk, and I said, "I just want you to know 
that my old ass thinks that the two of you are so special, so incredibly talented. I love y'all's music and I cannot wait to see where your careers go. This is when they had like baby faces and everything and their parents were yeah. taking them everywhere. And so, you know, they were so sweet and like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Blah, blah, blah. But like, literally we see it in these young black kids and we speak it into these young black kids because the world will tell them that they're garbage when they are literally shining. Amen. Look at y'all trying Amen. to tear down blue goddamn Ivy who was born better than you. <laughs> Blue Ivy grew for dancing inside Beyonce. Her little heart out. For being 11 in and front dancing of on stage. tens of thousands of people Child, in another country. Up. Shut these niggas up. Y'all could y'all literally could never. Like, why are we finding something wrong with this? My favorite nepotism, baby. Like, favorite. <laughs> forever and always. And she deserves. That's the thing. She's good. And Rumi was up there as well Getting with the notepad. So you girls need to just go ahead. And get it together. Get ready. Accept that this is happening. Yes. Beyonce done had all these children and they're coming to take over the world. But like... You saw on her post, Beyonce said, my beautiful firstborn. Don't forget I got them chaotic Gemini twins. Beyonce has Gemini twins. Child, please. Please! And I I was talking to Toya about this. I feel like Part of what's going on here, like with Blue and all that, is that um, y'all were so awful about Blue Ivy that Beyonce has literally kept the twins mostly away from us. Absolutely not. Yeah. Like, and and I still believe that, like, everything Blue does, like Blue performing or whatever, is fully because she wants to do it. I don't think yes. I don't think Beyonce is, like, forcing this little girl into doing anything. <laughs> At all. Blue. And she, There's no way. She, she, She's she been doing it in the audience. She was doing it in the womb. Blue Ivy, like, she, she grew inside Beyonce. Do you understand? Do you understand what I'm saying? She grew inside that woman. It's in her. She's doing this because she wants to. Chloe and Hallie and all the other young the Gen Z, Gen A, I don't even know what you niggas are. All of all of the young black kids out here doing their thing, it's because they want to do it and they're fucking talented. And I don't see how you big, grown, black-ass people can partial... Like, it's it's literally... It's giving unhealed. It's giving trauma. <laughs> it's giving uh, deep-seated issues that need to be dug up and resolved. It's giving callthelady.com because this is ridiculous. <laughs> don't do that. I just bought that URL. <laughs> Call the lady. <laughs> But, like, literally call somebody and work through that. Because I don't know how you hate on an 11-year-old. At your... You have work tomorrow. You have a job like, to go to. Be serious. She just did hers. Yeah. Like... And believe she got a check. Believe that. I... Why are... What are we talking about? Anyway. I like how you said, Oh, I guess I can make this quick and then talk for 40 minutes. Well, I'm done. Okay, well, I am legitimately going to be quick with this. Um, first of all, Danny Lee, girl, call an Uber. <coughs> it's really that easy. Call an Uber. A hit and run. If you don't know, Danny Lee was arrested for a DUI hit and run. The person that she hit has a fractured spine. Um, and... <laughs> 
Uh, a felony I'm reading here on the internet, so take this with a grain of salt, but felony DUI in Florida carries with it a mandatory adjudication, which means the defendant would automatically become a convicted felon if convicted. Yikes. And jail time is a very real possibility. She drugged somebody for like an entire city block with her drunk ass on this car. Like, this isn't good. And what? Yes. And so I will say, like, as an admitted drunk, everybody knows that I have an issue with alcohol. Um, girl, this is literally like this is the entire point of rideshare, as far as I'm concerned. The main purpose of rideshare is so that somebody who is capable of driving can drive your incapable of driving ass to wherever you need to go. There is no good excuse for driving drunk. This was ridiculous. And I, I mean, girl, can't nobody help you now at this point, but God, if this person recovers, a fractured fucking spine, if this person recovers and wakes up, I'm sure the first thing they're going to do is call their goddamn lawyer and be like, tell the babies, the baby mama that it's time to run me my fucking ducats. Like, a kidney laceration and a spinal fracture. So in addition to criminal charges, you're also going to have to pay this man's medical bills and whatever else. Like, baby, baby, trust me, I get it. I get it. But just download right in the app store. It's called Uber. There's Lyft. There's so many different rideshares. There are a few of them. Call somebody. Do not drink and drive. People swear, oh, I'm a better driver when I'm drunk. That is the last thing niggas say before they what? get a DUI. I've heard that before. I'm actually a better driver when I'm drunk. Oh, yeah, because I'm paying super close attention because I'm drunk. That's what your drunk ass thinks. I have never heard any. Oh, I've heard. I've heard diehard alcoholics say that shit. I would fight yeah. not to spit at your feet right. if you said that in my presence. Do not drink and drive. Period. It's just like, girl, like, I don't. Do you not have the $40 for an Uber? $50, 100 no matter what it is, the Uber cost is cheaper than the ticket that you're going to get for driving drunk. It's cheaper than the court cost. It's cheaper than the cost to replace your car after your dumbass totaled it. It's cheaper than the guilt that you will feel for the rest of your life if you take somebody else's life because you decided to Thank drive you. drunk. Don't fucking do it. Stay at the function all night if you have to. Go to sleep in the backseat of your car if you have to. Go to sleep in your car if you have to. Do not put the keys in the ignition. Get in your car, lock the doors, lay down in the backseat, cover yourself up with a fucking blanket, and sleep it off if you have to. Do not drive drunk. There is no excuse, and I don't care who you are. There's just no reason to, like, don't, like... I don't want to pass judgment on nobody who has issues or anything like that, but come on, man. Ridiculous. Like, there are even, like, there have to be, if, if you don't have money for a cab or something like that, I'm sure you could probably find somebody who could help you or something. If you're like, I'm fucked up, I don't have no way, I can't drive home or whatever, oh like, God. exercise options before you do that. Yeah. Because this type of shit like happens you can fuck somebody up for the rest of their life or take their life all together because right. what you just you just you drive better when you're drunk no 
It's not worth it. And, and plenty of people have been in positions where they're drunk. Absolutely. And, and we're supposed to drive or whatever like that. You don't. You just don't. You just don't. Like, the the best thing that can happen is that you... You know, I'm not even going I'm not even going to do this. The point the point is do not drink and drive especially in the age of Uber. When I turned 21, wasn't none of this. Wasn't no Uber, wasn't no Lyft. And niggas, we would go to the club every weekend and niggas would be like, "Okay, who not drinking today?" And it would be like a whole conversation before we even left for the club. Like, "Who not drinking?" Cuz when we get to the function, one of us can't have the $3 vodka crans. So who is it gonna be? Like, but y'all don't even have to have that conversation no more. Everybody cash at me ten dollars so I can get an Uber XL and we can all party and we can all get home safely. Her breathalyzer results almost twice the legal limit. Girl, there's no excuse. I, I, there's no excuse. Do better. Um, and, you know, I was going to talk about Timbaland and this shit he said about R. Kelly, but I literally don't even feel like it. Like, it don't matter. It don't matter. Something about how we need to separate the art from the artist. And no, no, don't care, girl. Not when the niggas calling himself a Pied Piper and these songs are about little girls. Literally don't want to hear that. Just say you still play R. Kelly and you're not going to stop. Don't try to justify it. Don't try to make it seem like it's don't okay. And the that. rest we of us need to that. get on. We The rest of us don't need to get on the same page, girl. R. Kelly is a goddamn predator. He's singing about little girls. He's singing about teenage girls. That's the page. No, I'm not going to separate the art from the artist when the fucking perversion is in the art. No, I'm not going to do that. And the last thing I'll say, for all of you who are so pressed about Lizzo... For just existing, for just being a fat woman who calls herself fat and existing and constantly on this woman's neck to the point where Lizzo has, let me see, 2.3 million Twitter followers. And yet Lizzo has locked her Twitter account because of the nonstop harassment she receives for being a bad bitch in a big body. She posted earlier today about how people have been tweeting like how is Lizzo still so fat when she's moving all the time on stage and Lizzo must don't want to lose no weight and clearly being fat is her brand and she could lose weight if she wanted to and all she is doing is existing I swear to God you niggas forget that there is natural diversity in the human body and even if we all ate oatmeal unsweetened plain oatmeal for breakfast and a salad for lunch and baked chicken for dinner, there would still be fat people because people are different. There would still be tall people and short people because people are different. People are still going to be shaped different ways and have different eye color and hair color because humans are different. It broke my heart. Lizzo tweeted, the love definitely do not outweigh the hate on social media. All because I'm fat. This is crazy. I hate it here. Y'all don't know how close I be to giving up on everybody, quitting and enjoying my money and my man on a fucking farm. I never search my name. This shit just comes up on my timeline. Imagine just browsing fucking TikTok and all you see on your For You page is niggas talking about how disgusting and terrible and revolting you are for being a badass rich bitch. She flat out has to say, 
fat, being fat is not my brand. This is just my body. I have always been this, this, like this has always been me. And no matter what I do, it's never good enough for y'all because I'll never be thin. Leave that girl alone. Oh, I don't understand how Lizzo is so fat when she moves so much. Damn. So instead of thinking, huh, maybe weight is influenced by, you know, other factors than just exercise. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe it has something to do with a person's biology and lots of other, you know, different the socioeconomic factors that go into this. And just this, again, the simple reality that people are different. Liz, the thing is that Lizzo is the prototype of the good fatty. She does what people want the good fatty to do. You know, like she's vegan or vegetarian or whatever, exercising constantly, always on stage, moving around and all this. And it's never good enough because her body don't look like what y'all want it to look like. So stop acting like it's about her health. Stop acting like you give a shit about her in any significant way. You're worried or whatever else about Lizzo. You don't have to be worried about Lizzo. Literally worry about yourself and let that girl live. Go tell your fat ass mama, your fat ass aunties, your fat ass uncles and daddy to do something about their weight. Leave that girl alone. Oh, yeah, you'll never do that because you niggas are super bold online and not in person. And that's always been true. Since social media became a thing, y'all have been that exact way. Keep that energy for the people in your life and leave that girl alone, period. God damn. She's not skinny and she never will be. Get over it. You don't have to like her music. You don't have to go to her shows. You don't have to. She's rich without you. Leave her alone. And that's it for me. I'm done. I'm done for real. Y'all just be wanting to feel better to somebody. Yep. And, yep. you know, you still equate fat to less than or bad. Yep. Or like you're trash. Fat people are like right. literally worthless. But that's like she literally to you. is gorgeous, rich, talented, talented. as a man has a blossoming, like, consi- consistently moving career. Like you said, does all of the things that a quote-unquote good fatty is supposed to Right. Do, and you still mad. Like, it has nothing to do with any of the bullshit that's coming out of your mouth and everything to do with the fact that you want to feel above somebody. Yep, yep. literally that. That's it. And you're not going to be above Lizzo, so just get <laughs> over it. <laughs> like, like, for real. Like, that's not even no shade. No, but you know you're what I mean? not. Like... <laughs> You're not not in the ways that Lizzo, like ever matter to you. So you might as well just mind your motherfucking business. Worry about yourself. Worry about your, you know, your own body. You got washboard abs. Great. You got, you know, biceps and triceps yeah. and biceps and biceps. Great. Awesome. Cool. Leave that girl the fuck alone. Right. How, how is you're it? You're not better than her. You're not going to be. How is it 2023 and y'all still think that weight equals health? You know how many thin people are extremely sick? You know how many people lose weight because they get sick? Cancer patients. Y'all be like, oh, congratulations on the weight loss. And they'd be like, girl, literally my body is eating itself. That's how much this culture values thinness. But like, work through your shit on your own time. Don't project that onto Lizzo who ain't doing nothing to nobody. She's literally not hurting nobody. If anything, she's spreading joy and positivity and, like, a message that makes people feel good 
at a time when the world feels like trash. She's making so many people feel good. Right. God damn, man. Her look, her songs literally be fucking horns, trumpets, and and, and guitar and and shit. And be like, God damn it, I'm happy to be alive today and I feel good in my skin. You know what? I think I'll go outside and I'll fucking run and dance and breathe the motherfucking air. Oh, wait, you know what? I just remembered I'm such a bad bitch. I'm going to go get a new outfit and dance. Like, her her music is literally like... And y'all still be mad. (laughs) And y'all still be mad. That video of that little girl at her concert dancing (sighs) along with her dancers or whatever and like just beaming, that made me feel so happy because... Like, you don't have to like it, but there are a lot of people who really appreciate Lizzo's presence and her representation in pop culture. She really means a lot to a lot of people. And again, you don't have to like the music, but you should at least respect the person. And that's what, because Lizzo ain't did nothing. She's not problematic. She's not Ezra Miller. (laughs) This isn't The Flash. This is like, Lizzo is a, a nice girl. This is a decent person. This is an artist who is putting out music Points that, to your house for that helps right. people. <sighs> Y'all, I'm just so over it. I'm just so over it. who they are and making that reference. Yes, I do. Because I keep seeing ads for The Flash and I'm like, oh, no. I don't think so. I'm not going to that. Not that I know who The Flash is or the story any or anything like that i wasn't i wasn't gonna go anyway right but anyway i've been talking for too long and i got niggas to go fight in tears of the kingdom so let's wrap this up i just i want y'all to stop (laughs) yeah i'll read maddie healy and taylor swift next (laughs) oh oh god i don't even really know what that is but i saw a little bit of it like i think that's why she put ice spice on that song and her new greasy ass boy we can't even you know take advantage we really cannot even say nothing nice about taylor swift one time because then some shit like this have we we said remember saying anything nice about her we said something well you know what not that it was nice but it wasn't mean (laughs) like several weeks ago we said she had some bops and that was good enough. I don't remember this. <laughs> I don't believe you. Well, anyway, all of that. Can, she does. She does. So, but all yeah. of that can wait till next week. This new song ain't one of them. I haven't even heard it, but. Um, There's nothing to hear. Yeah. It is so mid. I would like trust your judgment on that. Marketing. Yeah. I said Ice Spice. Be serious. Be serious, like, girl. And not even like a an I It. Grasping. Oh, my boyfriend's in trouble for saying terrible things about black women. Why don't I just (laughs) go? Who's a real popping black girl right now? (laughs) Call her and see if she want to do a verse on this song. (laughs) Girl, I love this artist so much. She's the one to watch. Shut your ass. Right. What do you even know about it, girl? But anyway we'll get into all of that i presume next week but as for now that will wrap up this week's episode this episode so long when we did like two topics like two letters i told you we can take bubblegum and some fucking string and make a tent it's literally what we do friend it's what we do so check us out mm-hmm. on uh this is the read.com we're at this is the read across social media you can find our merch over at shoptheread.com. Like fully two hours. 
<laughs> this is a two-hour show at this point. So, um, but yeah, anything else from you before we head out? No, I think I'm hungry. Okay, well, take care of yourselves, everybody, and we will see y'all next week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Your teams are buried in manual work. Tasks are taking forever to complete, and getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, then you should know these three numbers, 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. Get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. With NetSuite, it's everything you need to grow, all in one place. Get your business back to the greatness where it belongs. Learn more at netsuite.com slash podcast 25.